started as any other day. All right, welcome to 2022, Mobsters. We hope you had a wonderful, wonderful and safe holidays out there. Thank you for all your support in the last half of 2021. We look forward to giving you nightmares and providing laughs uh, this year. And maybe you'll learn something from us. Who knows? I have my day one here, my human New Year's resolution, my all, my everything. Matt, the council, how are you doing? Uh, We're doing pretty good. We are resolved to not cuss anymore on the show oh, remember man. that i did not i mean i remembered it but i was hoping you forgot it uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep to that one and uh i'm feeling good i'm feeling good about a new year it's yeah it's all hope right now that's the good thing all hope i like you hashtag, know what? hashtag all hope hashtag all hope do you have any like uh i want to say real resolutions um Real resolutions. Yeah, you know, not cussing on the show is, is one thing, but do you have any, like, real-life out-there solution, uh, resolutions? Mm. Or solutions to anybody? Well, if I got some problems. solutions, I got some solutions to your resolutions. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have any real uh, resolutions in particular. I get, You know what? I do. Oh, okay. Um, I, knew you, I knew you would. I do. I'm trying to not order DoorDash for every breakfast lunch and dinner anymore because that's starting to cost a lot of money yeah and it'll get up there yeah and then when you look at your past orders and you're just like oh no i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have looked at this do not look if you haven't done it don't that's no well that's exactly what happened though i'm a few i always go back over my monthly numbers and but i've been i've been slack on it and had went back to september and did those the other day and i was like that's when i really started to go crazy on doordash and i was like oh no i spent I spent a lot of money on food that month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've worked at a sandwich shop, uh, a freaky fast one before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, like, you know, when people order and you're just like, damn, they ordered again. Bro, we, me and Jordan probably ordered McAllister's Deli, which is a local, like, chain deli here. Um, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say four to five times a month at least. And when we, when we just had the baby. Bro, it was like two times a week. Oh, dude, I, I'm way yeah, but beyond it's that just shit. I'm like I'm every saying, single day ordering shit. But the same place though, or do you uh, mix no, it up? It, I mix it up, but I I do go to a lot like IHOP, like I'll order from a lot or like certain places, mm-hmm. but I'll mix it up. We mix it up like this. We go McAllister's, all right, McAllister's again, okay, cool, cool, and then we do a hamburgers from somewhere. And then right back to fucking McAllister's. And then maybe at some point I'll order a pizza because she's gluten-free. So mm-hmm. that's where we kind of like part ways. But um, right, yeah. Yeah, I'm too fat. I got to just, I think yeah, I'm not. I, inst- I, that too, yeah. Instead of just losing it, I think I'm just going to just be fat this this year. So that's one resolution. Not, yeah. I mean, embrace it. Also, during 2021, I found out that I was uh, 25% Jewish. So leaning into that this year, that's my other resolution, leaning into my Judaism. Is Judaism a word? No. Is it offensive if I'm saying it and I'm also Jewish? Um, are you? Yeah, 25%. What do you know about being Jewish? Nothing. That's why I have to lean into it this year. So you're going to learn about your- money? One. Okay. <laughs> All right. What else? Being funny? Yep. 
being cynical, comedy, I'm already there. Great comedians. Yeah. Cynicism, uh, mate, I'm perfect. I'm 100% there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I, just... Um, just think about Larry David. Fine. When I think about a Jew, I think about Larry David. Larry David's a good Jew. That's who I want to be. Okay. I mean, you don't want to like talk to a rabbi and maybe learn about well, what it means to be Jewish. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm leaning into it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to know what it is. Right. Well, I'll go to... That's uh, what rabbi means. Temple? means teacher. Yeah. Is it called temple? Well, I'll uh, go to well, temple. Temple maybe or synagogue. Not. Maybe not. But maybe once at least. You know what? Once for sure. All right. Well, that's... Yeah. You're, you'll put 25% of the effort yes. as a real Thank Jew. You. Thank okay. you. So, I'll okay. go once a month. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I mean, that'll be pretty good. I'll be interested to see your transformation. Are you going to start wearing a yarmulke? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get some uh, awesome Do they have, yarmulkes. like, Braves yarmulke? I bet they do. I think they got all kinds. Anything you want. Anything you want. For sure. They definitely, what about, definitely do. What about a Roman yarmulke? I don't know what that would be. I don't actually either. <laughs> I, you know, that doesn't even make any sense. Just, uh, just no hair there? Yeah, like a monk. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And I'm blazing blessed also. So all year. Doctor Love Beats is off tonight because he got a role as uh, Russell Crowe's asshole. Oh man, see. What? I've cussed. I said asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let do me that. try that again. Doctor Love Beats is off tonight because he just finished up a role as Russell Crowe's butthole in uh, Gladiator Two: Judgment Day, and he did such a great job. They gave him the lead in the porno version. Glad he ate her. So good for him. Good for him, you know. And that leads us right into today's story. How ancient ruins became ruined. We who are about to die salute you. Well, that may have been the gladiator's words before performing in front of the Roman emperor. On an unfortunate day in 27 AD, the crowd may as well have joined in the ominous declaration. For on that day, the worst sporting event tragedy in history occurred. And yes, you heard that correctly. In the 2,000 years since, there has not been a worse sporting disaster than when the Roman amphitheater at Fidene, a town five miles outside of Rome, collapsed, killing 20,000 people. This is Fail Caesar. Caesar. Now, I'll stop you right there. Because mm-hmm. other than the Fail Caesar part, I didn't hear a word you said after Gladiators because I'm super excited to finally get to share with you my very in-depth knowledge of Gladiators. Did you, you didn't even know that, that I knew oh, about no, Gladiators. No, I did not. I'm, okay, let's see what you got. <clears throat> you don't understand what this means to me. I get to contribute to a main story finally. Okay, so Gladiators have been around for a long time and honestly still holds cultural and historical significance still this year, into this year, 2022. Uh, to fully understand the Gladiators, you have to start from the beginning, way, way back. You see, the concept was birthed way back in 1983 but wasn't fully realized until 1989 when the little tv network called uh the american broadcasting company aka abc yeah abc picked up for seven seasons commoners versus gladiators and competition style including you remember the giant q-tip jousting you remember that i do remember that standing on little uh, platforms and uh hitting each other with giant q-tips Tarzaning your opponent off his pedestal. These are all real names, scientific names of the games. Atlas cages balls. Bicycle the ceiling with your hands. Kill the man with the ball. The tennis ball assault. That was an awesome game. And the finale, of course, the Eliminator. You see, 
some of the more respected and highly favored gladiators were my favorite Nitro. There was Thunder, Gemini, Malibu, Saber, Dallas, Blade, Laser, Blazer, Ice, Wind, Water, Fire, Heart, Earth, Gold, Planet. And its run ended in 1996 with a few incarnations to follow. Still one of the best shows. So thank you for letting me share my info with you. Um, and I'd just like to end it with a quote from Emperor Mike Adam Lee. Quote, contenders ready, gladiators ready. End quote. Over to you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Uh, and you can catch American Gladiators 24-7 on the Pluto channel. Now, what are we talking about in this episode? So those are American Gladiators, okay. what you're talking about. We're talking about Roman Gladiators, like the OGs of Gladiators, the original Gladiators. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I did the wrong research. It's okay. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be. You know what? You just tell us what you know about American Gladiators. I just did, and that's all I got. Okay. Uh. All right. Well. Uh. Over to you, Matt. So before we get started, I want to mention my sources because there's not a whole lot for this. Um. But the uh, ancient Roman historians Tacitus and Suetonius are the only somewhat contemporaneous sources of the uh, actual disaster. And then a Rebecca Napolitano wrote an article. Uh, she's a she was a college, she was an engineering student. I'm sure she's an engineer now. Article titled "Failure at Fidenae: Visualization and Analysis of the Largest Structural Disaster in the Roman World," which is an excellent article. And I got a lot of the information I got on this uh, from that. So I wanted to make sure okay. to say her name, last name again. Rebecca Napolitano. That's why I believe her. Yep. That's yep. why I believe her. Yep. She's, probably, she's probably from there. So what was going on in the world back in 27 A.D.? Well, Jesus was still alive, the Han Dynasty ruled in China, and the Roman Empire was at the height of its power. It was ruled over by the effective, though widely disliked, Emperor Tiberius. It's hard to follow a legend, and Tiberius had succeeded Augustus, the first emperor of Rome, who was literally worshipped as a god. Mm. That must have been nice. (laughs) That's how they rolled in, in Rome after you died. You became a god. You know what? So was Nitro of the American Gladiators. So here we go. Is he worshipped as a god? Yeah, oh, I, Am- yeah. amongst oh, your people, amongst my people, my person, <laughs> amongst your person, me. Um, but it wasn't just that he was succeeding a legend. Tiberius was a very frugal tyrant, and was not inclined towards the circuses part of the bread and circuses equation that so many Roman emperors would employ to govern their people. To this end, the gladiatorial games, very popular with the Roman people, were long banned during his reign. However, by 27 AD, that ban had been lifted and a new venue for the bloody contests had been erected at Infidine by a freedman named Attilius. Oh, and what does AD mean? Something, dominium or some uh, shit? Anno Domini, the year Domini. of our Lord. I think yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's technically, I guess, like not politically correct. I think anymore. So I think the new one is, it's BCE before the common era and CE. Yeah. It's replaced it, but that's okay. what, yeah, 20 AD, CE, however you like. And BC is before Christ. It's before Christ, or if you see BCE, that's before the common era. Dang. See, we are learning something. Look at us in 2022, baby. That's right. Uh, not much is known about Attilius other than he was one of the worst engineers in history and wound up killing more Romans by accident than many of her enemies did in a lifetime of warfare with the empire. Jesus. <laughs> but here's what we do know. He was not a wealthy man. He was not looking for fame, and he surely was not looking to build a lasting monument like the Flavian Amphitheater, uh, better known today as the Roman Colosseum, which wouldn't be built for another 50 years. But what Attilius was looking to do was make money 
and make it quickly and easily. Thus, instead of building an amphitheater made out of stone, he had his built entirely out of wood, which is a far cheaper building material, obviously, and far weaker, too. Oh, so Attilus is our guy here, huh? He's that guy in this story. Ugh, you don't want to be that guy in this story. No, you don't want to be that guy in any story. Mm-mm. Not good look, buddy. You remember, who was that guy in the Slider Die episode? That cowboy dude that was designing slides that was yeah. killing people? Yeah, don't... That, that was a modern-day Attilius. I don't yeah. remember his name. You're talking about the guy who went to the convention... And was yes, like, and, prompt, and told everybody he'd build the tallest slide in the world. Yeah, and then but hadn't done it yet, so he had to yeah. rush and do it. And he wasn't an engineer because the people, TV station was also there or whatever. Yeah. So. Not not to rehash. Go listen to that yeah. slider die. Slider die. But there's always one of these guys in in one of these stories. So he's a modern day Atilius. Okay. Yeah. While it's impossible to know precisely what the amphitheater at Fidene looked like or specifically how it was constructed. The Napolitano paper does make a compelling case for what it may have uh, looked like based on historical accounts, archaeological uh, evidence, and comparisons to other similar structures built in ancient Rome. The amphitheater was quite large, standing at about 117 feet high, which is almost 35 meters, and probably had a capacity around 37,000 people. And to give a sense of the scale, the Colosseum, which you're more likely familiar with as a, from a visual standpoint, had a height of 157 feet and a seating capacity of 50,000. So it's not much, it's smaller, but it's not much not smaller much, yeah. than the Colosseum. And this thing is built entirely out of wood. Wow. When you say 30,000 people and they, or even 20,000 people and they packed it out, that's hard for me to imagine in ancient day R- Rome, I guess. Yeah. Now in 1983, when the American Gladiators was around and got syndicated on television in 1987, definitely 20,000 people were around then. So I could see that, but that's crazy to me. I don't know. I've I've watched the American Gladiators and those mm-hmm. studios. Uh, they I, don't hold that many people. Not it's not even. It's not even a thousand. Not the studios, but if they well, were maybe put at it the in an arena, it's not that many though. But you know what? Have they ever done like in the L.A. Coliseum? Have they ever done uh, American Gladiator in a big venue like that? They should because they fucking should. Yeah, they. If should. they did one at Williams Bryce, I'd go see that shit. Fuck yeah, that'd be. Be super dope if you could if they came to like football stadiums. You saw a show and then you got to pay to get to go on to some of them and hit people with Q-tips. That'd be sick too. Or go on the Eliminator because I, I try it. I probably can't get across it, but I try it. Whatever. How do you feel about American? Is it or is it American Ninja Warrior? Is that the successor to American Gladiator? It, one of the yeah okay one. I mean, there's been plenty of shows like that. But I yeah, guess there's not. It's probably the most. There's not really one-on-one combat in that, though, is there? It's mostly r- going right. through an obstacle it's course. It's just obstacle course. Yeah. So there's no really. I don't think there has been another show like that. I mean, there has been a couple things like there's been Tag, which has been awesome. That was an awesome thing to watch for well, a, a um, season, and they got canceled. I, yeah. Uh, Wipeout is sort of Wipeout sort of fun. like it. Yeah. Um, they're trying to assault you with like things or yeah, like the, it, 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 as, yeah, instead of it being each other, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's contraptions that are hitting yeah, you. It's the thing so. itself. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably made of, it was entirely constructed of wood and it was probably silver fur, which I know you want to know. And it had triangular supports along the edifice on each level, as opposed to the stone arches you see on the Coliseum and they were positioned between the vertical supports. So given the probable size of a, of the feed and a amphitheater, it likely had three levels. Furthermore, on the ground level built into the structure along the exterior side, there were shops and places for people to congregate. 
because you know the Romans are very social people. Yeah, oh yeah. They like to they like to mix it up. They like to you yeah, know, drink their wine. Well, they like to get all get together. Um, in fact, they they dislike people that were um, like like uh, introverts or like distant or like mm-hmm. shut ins. They didn't like that. They wanted, people, that. they wanted people out there in the in the public square. On the day in question, many thousands of Romans, men and women of all ages, who had long been deprived of their bloody diversion, flocked to the amphitheater. Very little detail can be provided of how it all went down, so to speak. But suffice it to say, it was a packed house that day, both in and around the amphitheater. At some point, there was a violent shock and the structure collapsed suddenly and instantly. Tacitus, who's one of our ancient sources, describes the structure as falling inwards or spreading outwards and burying an immense multitude intently gazing on the show or standing around. So it sandwiched a bunch of people, huh? Yeah. So that that's interesting. That reminds me of a, um, of something that I know about Romans now that I think about it. Do you know what their favorite sandwiches were? I think I'm... <laughs> no, I don't. What are they? Plebe and Jay. Uh, but when you say deprive them of their bloody urges you mean their bloody diversion that bloody diversion oh that's so good so when you say I felt that, good about that <laughs> yeah when you say that that means that they had stopped the games for a while and then brought them back yeah so what i mean is this is a diversion from their ordinary lives this bloody games that they like to do to break the monotony and they had been deprived of they, it for so long because the games had been banned right that's what i'm saying okay yeah all right um I so like that. i like that sentence yeah i felt good about that. I, was, mm-hmm. I felt yeah oh, i like that so yeah so that's where we're at right now uh the whole thing has collapsed uh pretty much immediately he further describes the scene as follows those who are crushed to death in the first moment of the accident had at least under such dreadful circumstances the advantage of escaping torture. More to be pitied were they who, with limbs torn from them, still retained life while they recognized their wives and children by seeing them during the day and by hearing in the night their screams and groans. End quote. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. What a quote. Soon, having heard the screams and wailing, many people had come out out of the city into the sight of the tragedy to help in the rescue and to find their own loved ones who were at the amphitheater. There was <clears throat> widespread panic in the city because obviously no one knew initially whether their loved ones had been killed or not, and even identifying their bodies was not always an easy task. This led to a rather macabre scene in its own right. Many bodies which had been so badly mutilated by the collapse as to be unrecognizable, yet which had the general appearance of a friend or relative, would be claimed by various people who believed it to be their friend or relative and presumably leading to disputes over who would take the possession of the mangled corpse. Jesus. Tacitus says 50,000 people were maimed or killed in the catastrophe, while Suetonius, our other uh, ancient source, says 20,000 people were killed. And and those could both be true. It could be 20,000 were killed and another 30,000 injured. Now, you said you said that um, there's widespread panic it was in the city, mm-hmm. but it sounds more like it's the Grateful Dead top of the dome thank you that was good uh yeah that was not in the script by the way thank you uh in the aftermath of the disaster the roman senate decreed that no one who had less than four hundred thousand sesterces which is like i don't know eight hundred trillion dollars today um wow or or nothing i don't know sesterces um i guess i mean inflation over two thousand years sesterces sesterces yeah sesterces it started with a C? Yeah. No, it starts with an S. 
Oh, Saturses. Well, anyways, you had to have money to exhibit a show of gladiators, and more relatable to us, the foundations of new amphitheaters had to be inspected before the structure could be built. Attilius was banished, but not before being confronted by one of the gladiators competing that day, who lost his wife and son in the tragedy. Tacitus quotes him saying, My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions, loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. A truly strange quote, as Marcus Aurelius did not become emperor until 130 years after the event. The gladiator would later be beaten to death by baboons, the customary Roman punishment for insanity. Interesting. That means uh, it was in the next life, I guess. It was. (laughs) That's perfect, though, because that brings us right into, as a matter of fact, that's the facts about that. And today, the that of which I have facts for is Roman punishments, mints, 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 mints. As we've heard in the story, Attilius, the guy who constructed the stadium, killing 20,000 and injuring 50,000, allegedly, only got banished as a punishment for what he did. So let's hear a few other punishments that happened in the Roman times and see if Attilius deserved it with a morte or a vive. Number 10, sewn into a donkey. A donkey would be killed, its belly sliced open, and the entrails removed. The accused was then stripped of clothing and stuffed into the animal's belly. The belly was stitched closed, leaving the accused's head outside, preventing suffocation but prolonging suffering. The donkey's body was kept in the sun, where it would decompose with the living victim inside being cooked by the heat. Mm. Maggots would crawl over the accused, and vultures would peck at the animal's decaying flesh. Death, while welcomed, came very slowly for the victim of this torture. So for Attilius, morte or vive? What say you, Matt? Um, I, you know, that's pretty brutal. I think if you, if you give everybody the most brutal shit, then it leaves you nowhere to go. So I think that's too much. Let's keep going. Vive. Okay. Vive. Vive. And, uh uh-oh, sound the alarm. We got a secret hashtag. Shh. Secret hashtag. So here's the secret hashtag of of the episode, everybody. Please use this in any random post. It doesn't have to make sense at all. In fact, if it doesn't make sense, that's even funnier. Let people talk about it. And just tell them about the show if they ask you about it, okay? Today's secret hashtag is ass nesting doll. It's ASS nesting doll. Hashtag ass nesting doll. Number nine, fed to wild hogs. St. Gregory described a heinous torture by the people of Heliopolis while under Roman rule. Any virgin who was to undergo. You want to try that again? (laughs) The fucking tornado come through. Okay. Oh. Any virgin. <laughs> You're not going to get any girls like that. <laughs> I don't need to. There's a good point in laugh. <laughs> Who was to undergo this torture was first given to the gladiators. After the young woman was no longer a virgin, <laughs> she was publicly stripped and her belly was sliced open, spilling her innards. Now they love 
They love slicing bellies open. Yeah, that's that sounds like a theme here. Yeah. Handfuls of barley were stuffed into her. She was sewn back up and given to wild hogs, hence the fed to wild hogs part. They also like to sew shit back up. They do. They got a lot of time. They had a lot of time back <laughs> they, then. They put a lot of effort. They they got very creative. Uh, so for Atilius, I think no. I think Vive on this I, one I think too. That for the same These reason, kind of the last one. Yeah. These are kind of brutal. Number eight, cut off. In ancient Rome, the higher your status, the more people you're allowed to fuck without consequence. Hmm. For example, the emperor would get it on with anyone he wanted. A general could make a move on a lieutenant or a common citizen, and soldiers could go after common citizens. Climbing up the social ladder, however, was forbidden. If a common citizen decided to penetrate an unwilling soldier, the punishment was public castration. Cut off. So I guess if you were fucked, you were fucked for life. Yep. If the soldier willingly allowed the common citizen to penetrate him. Oh, shit. We're totally, uh, you know what? I guess if you're bleeped, you're bleeped for life. We're, we're doing it. Uh, you know what? You're going to have to beep all this stuff out. Hey, let me start that sentence again. Yeah. If the sorry, soldier. Sorry. Hey, sorry. <laughs> you know, because it's a good one. If the soldier willingly allowed the common citizen to penetrate him, he would publicly be disemboweled. These rules coupled with true love between men really muddied up the waters. It was easy for anyone to accuse a man of breaking rank or willingly giving to penetration by a man of lesser status for Tilius? Now, let me ask you before we get to that, uh, after they, uh, disemboweled them, did they sew anything up back in them? No. Okay. Just in front of everybody. They didn't um, have time to sew them back up. Well, so now we got it. So this is getting more in the realm of possibly. So we're just talking about disembowelment. Disembowelment or castration. Or castration. Castration seems like it has nothing, like, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with, like, castration might be for, like, a, a sexual offender. Right. Uh, so we got to think about what, what we'd actually be charging uh, Atilius with. Like, what crime is he, what crime has he committed? Um, what? Is it, is it, obviously it's not first degree murder. And. But it's like manslaughter it's, of 20,000 people it's so murder through gross negligence which i think might be third degree murder or it might be first degree manslaughter yeah um it, it, but it's it, it's enough to put you away it's not unlike um well i don't want to necessarily make this too current event e, but the truck driver that got like a 110 year sentence but then they just reduced it to 10 years the, the oh, governor good. did i don't know if you heard about that i have but heard it was, about that it was an act like as far as I know, it was an accident, but yeah. it, he was, I guess, grossly negligent. But I guess it's it's a, a murder be, due to uh, gross negligence. I think it, they might call it like a depraved heart. Uh, so I think it might be like third degree, maybe. Okay, so we're talking about. But yeah, we're talking serious time, a serious a, a serious crime. But it's not something I think you would execute somebody over at all. So, but, he, but we got to maybe do adjust so Should we adjust our standards to the standards of the time? Cause back then, yeah, they're going to, well, they didn't though. But, but also he, they, yeah, he only got only banished, banished him, which we don't know for sure what that meant, but it presumably just meant they, well, it's the same punishment for uh, tax tax fraud. Right. So that's the, what punishment you get for tax fraud. He did something way worse than tax fraud. So it has to be something like right. in the middle. We'll, we'll, maybe what? we'll get there. Okay. We'll we'll keep at it. Number seven. Poina Kuye. The Romans also ushered in the use of Poina Kuye, meaning penalty of the sack. 
The criminal was sewn up in a basic leather sack and drowned. However, usually the criminal was sewn up with either a dog, a cock, a viper, an ape, or any number of live animals um, and drowned. So the animal would obviously panic. But luckily for the Romans, this was rarely a punishment ever given. But it was always given for parricide, which is killing a parent. So oh, yeah. for Attilius, uh, vive. vive or wewe in Latin pronunciation. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's too much. Okay, but or how do you feel about it? I feel like I want to know how big the cocks were they put in the sack. Mm, I, I figured you would. Yeah. And were they from the previous castration punishment? Uh, that's interesting because there could wind up being a lot of them in there. They were very creative people. They could have saved them. Excellent engineers. Yeah, not arches. so much this time. Arches. But, uh, I I wanted to say this. I will give Attilius this. He did triangles, pretty strong overall structurally. However, arches would have been the way to go. Well, but okay. With wood, I well, mean that was the mistake. Well, right? I well I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I didn't want to get in too into the details of the structure. But on the bottom level, they did have wood arches. So on the base foundation, they made arches out of wood, and on the upper levels, they used the triangles. Um, mm-hmm, so thank okay. you, th- thank you for mentioning that. Okay, cool. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So yeah, appreciate. Yeah, that. I, I didn't say that because I didn't want to get too into the detail on how it was built. But yeah, that's how they did on the ground level. But it's still a massive structure, and we'll we'll get to. Um, well, shit. Are you are you still I'm not done? Yeah, uh, no, I'm on number six, yeah, baby. You, you, you had you set me up perfectly. <laughs> number six, tortured senator. This one's the best name for sure. Emperor Caligula was just as cruel as the old Tiberius. At one point, he had a senator split open. Of course he did. The senator survived, and Caligula ordered that his eyes be removed. After that, hot pinchers were used to take out his internal organs. To add to the degradation, the senator was cut in half and then torn to pieces. According to Roman belief, death was not a punishment but a release. The torture was the punishment, and death was only allowed after a certain amount of pain and terror had been felt. So, for Attilius, the torture senator, Morte, uh, uh, vive. I'm going to say vive on that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see your Caligula story and raise you another one. Okay. He was at the, uh, I guess, Coliseum, and there's a prisoner about to be executed, and the whole time as they're dragging him out there, he's professing his innocence. And so Caligula stops the execution and says, oh, no, 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 bring him to me, and has them cut out his tongue, and then proceeds to have him executed as, as planned. <laughs> Brutal. He was man. he was crazy as shit. God. So what else we got? Number five. Nailed into barrels. One of the most disgusting tortures performed involved smearing a Christian in honey and milk. The victim was then nailed into a barrel and force fed parasite ridden food. The parasites feasted on the insides of the victim whose body began to rot inside the barrel. After about two weeks of his torture, the victim would finally die and become a martyr for the Christian religion. Fortilius, nailed into barrels, morte or vive? Uh, well, I don't think Attilius was Christian, so I don't yeah, think he qualifies this for this one. And lucky, good for him. Disqualify. All right, then. Number four. We've all heard of this one. Buried alive. Emperor Nero took delight in having people buried alive. He almost exclusively saved this punishment for vestal virgins who broke their vows of chastity. Nero forced himself onto a priestess, Rubria. For her punishment, she was entombed inside of a small cave and left to starve to death. So he 
forced himself onto her and then punished her for it. That's yeah. brutal, dude. Real dickhead. Another torture supported by Nero involved the accused digging his own grave. After it was dug, a stake was set inside the grave. The accused was then pushed into the grave where said stake would pierce his heart. And the accused was then buried alive. Um, or dead. It didn't matter at that point. Yeah. So they just alive buried his ass. Or, or you know, dead or soon to be dead. Yes. So for Attilius, we got buried alive. Morte or Vive? Well, let me ask you this, because yeah. this is the first one that's actually not a horrible, necessarily a horrible way okay. to go. If it does pierce your heart, you're, you die immediately. Okay. So now it comes to the question of, do you think he should die for this? No. no. I think he should be put in the stocks uh, and maybe whipped or something. Something like that. And, and is it... So, I agree. I would say because fundamentally, it was an accident. It's a terrible yeah. accident. And it was totally his fault. And we'll get to that. Uh, a little bit more, mm-hmm. but ultimately he wasn't trying to kill all these people. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked me that. Should he live? Because this one, the next one, number three in particular, it should be number one in my, in my, in my opinion, but this one is fucking brutal. And this is the one where I was like, I don't think anybody deserves any of these. Right. So with, yeah, all of these are like, uh, uh, this goes up to 11. Like these are yeah, all, these are like all maximum shit. These are all sitting around. What the fuck? What else can we do? What do we have? What do we have around here? Let's do this. So without further ado, number three, eaten through the middle, also known as the cauldron torture for this particular cruelty, a starved animal, such as a rat, a dog or a cat was placed inside of a small cauldron. The opening of the cauldron was then fastened to the belly of the accused the executioner would hold a flame to the back of the cauldron, making it extremely hot inside. The animal would have then, of course, panic and try to escape. The only soft ground for for it to dig its way out was through the belly of the accused. They did this on Game of Thrones. Yeah. So for Tilius uh, Vive, there's no way. No, no, no way. way. But this did remind me of uh, the gerbil in the butt, but a fun, a fun edition of Richard Gere torture um which part is the fun part because the gerbil tickles it was fun yeah well that was a story i know he didn't that, really do it that that shit didn't happen that's maybe i just didn't know it did not but that's one of those things where it's like crazy the the stories that get started about people that, yeah it's weird and people believe anything too. You, know, you know i heard that it was actually sylvester stallone like they him and richard Gere worked on a movie together and apparently they didn't like each other and that it was sylvester stallone that started the rumor that would be so awesome. How fucking hilarious you hear, would that be? If that's true, you heard it here first, everybody. That's amazing. Well, and, well, I heard it from somewhere else. So you heard, you might have seen it on the internet, but then you heard it here. But you heard it here. You might have read it somewhere with your eyes. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. But you heard it you with your You actually heard it spoken by somebody here first. Yeah. Moving on. Number two, bee basket. One bizarre form of torture involves stripping a person down and stuffing him into a large, loosely woven basket. The basket was then hoisted up into a tree containing a large active beehive. The bees were quickly angered and the person inside of the basket was stung to death. This is almost a whimsical uh, way of killing somebody. Yep. The accused was meant to suffer in agony of long, as long as possible. However, there were cases where the victim of this torture died relatively quickly due to being allergic to bees. So, I say, for Atilius, should we give him half a bee basket? Because a, honestly, a bunch of bee stings would be a good punishment for this guy. I mean, I Let wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind him getting a bunch of bee stings, but I, 
do we know whether or not he's allergic? Because if he dies from it, then we've executed him, and we kind of agreed not to do that. Well, let's make sure he's not allergic to bees first. And if he's okay, so let's say he's not allergic to bees, then let's give him a half bee basket, uh, maybe on his lower half. Yeah. Or you know, there's other things that sting. He's not allergic to everything. That's but true. Give, like tarantulas or scorpions. That's true. So, but you know, yeah, I'm fine with him getting some kind of pain, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, a little bit of pain. Yeah. But I just think this is this execution sounds like something like Dennis the Menace would come up with. It's just well, so, I, I, it's I, almost adorable. I honestly believe that um, our boy Thomas J from My Girl came up with it because he kind of be basket himself. Uh, well, he yeah, his ghost came up with it to punish other people. Yeah. Oh, that's a good horror movie. Oh, we can call it the ghost of Thomas J. Yeah. For my girl, my girl three, the ghost <laughs> yeah. of Thomas J and just take the franchise in a new direction. <laughs> and number one, you might guess it. You might have not crucifixion. Ancient Romans loved a good crucifixion. People know that Jesus knows that. <laughs> Jesus, the Romans loved a good crucifixion. <laughs> Hey man, you you heard it here first, everybody. Email us at macabrepod <laughs> one at gmail. Did you know that crucifixion didn't always involve nailing the accused to a cross? Sometimes the accused was stripped, his head was covered, and he was tied down on a cross or fork. Then he was flogged. So sometimes he wasn't even crucified, right. wasn't nailed to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then of course they actually did crucify people where they did nail their hands and feet. Um, together to the cross, the feet together to the cross, the hands do, separately. Obviously, do we know? Yeah, um, do we know if they actually nailed through the hand or through the wrist? Because I've always heard that they did through the wrist because your hand would just rip apart if they just did it through your hand. I don't know if you have that info. It says involved nailing his hands. Hmm. So you know that is or, or, necessarily that, or they the might hand. have they might have still otherwise supported the arm, like wrapped it around on sure. the thing. So and then they said sometimes um, you know, if they wanted to die slow. They would do nothing. Other times they would slash, they would flog the inside of their uh, thighs and their back and their stomach and stuff to open their wounds up. And then if they really didn't like you, uh, they would hang you upside down and let you bleed out that way. So um, we're we're just not even going to say Morte or Vive for Attilius because he's not as good as Jesus Christ. So no, Vive for you. No, and and that, that one because he's not good enough for that execution. That's right. Thank you. And you know what? That concludes, as a matter of fact, that's the facts about that. And from that segment, we're going to go to another segment called Seeds of Destruction. Destruction. So what caused the amphitheater to collapse? What were the seeds of destruction, you might ask? What were the seeds of destruction? (laughs) Seed number one. Weak foundation. The vertical supports for the structure needed to reach bedrock, but did not, which violated accepted building practices even at that time. Seed number two. Uh, It's a stadium made out of wood. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Seed number three. Shoddy construction. What up, shoddy? Attilius the Silius was just trying to make a quick buck, and these kind of assholes have apparently existed since the beginning of time. So the first and second levels were not joined well, so along with him not sinking the vertical supports all the way down to bedrock, which would have taken more time and cost more money, and he didn't want to do that. He also didn't have the levels joined uh, together well. 
Uh, so they may have split from each other and, and you get what I'm saying, right? Like, like one, the upper deck of the stadium, like comes loose from the lower yeah, and one uh, level collapsed inwards and the other collapsed outward. So it just kind of made sure everybody oh, in the area shit. on the outside and the inside all got s- just uh sandwich. Especially if the, the top one went outside. Cause that's gonna, I think that's what the, I think that's what might've happened. Ooh, oh, I think, yeah, I think that is. Uh, and then seed number four. Proximity to Rome plus lift of ban on gladiatorial matches equals a massive crowd. Massive crowd plus wooden stadium with no footings, 20,000 dead Romans. Lend me your ears. So many ears just laying around. And this has been Seeds of Destruction. So yeah, that's the disaster at Fidene and uh, it's officially recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the worst sporting disaster in history. Now say it again, Fidene, that's how you say it? Fidene, I don't know if that's Fidene. actually how you say it, that's what I think, and I think that's how you would say it. I like it, I'm going to say that. I'm going to leave you with this quote. An amphitheater without a solid foundation is like a boat on dry land. And that's Mr. Miyagi, I think, in the hey. third, third movie. Hey, The one with the girl. And you know what? That brings me to our perfect pairing for this evening. Perfect pairings are what goes best with this episode, whether it be, you know, a good movie, a drink, a food, a song, anything really. Right. My perfect pairing for this one is Stadium Arcadian by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's good. You know why? Because, you know, it's about a stadium. So, And an Arcadium. That's right. I like that. Uh, My perfect pairing is movie watch the movie gladiator oh yeah well that's right on the nose you got to do it yeah i like that that's it and i do need to watch that again obviously because um beforehand we were talking and i did not remember a famous quote or something and matt slapped me right across the face so mm-hmm. yep i did <laughs> Stop I, looking I, at me like that. I feel bad about it well you know but i have to make sure i keep you in line <laughs> and uh also just remember that the is ass nesting doll hashtag ass nesting doll use that in random conversation okay do that out there just just say hey hey mom hey glad to see you this weekend for new year's hashtag ass nesting doll she says what does that mean say macabre reality true stories of everyday horror listen to them and then hand them our business card yes all right, anything else? That's it. Sick. I like that. That was a good episode. We haven't done one that historical yet. We do talk about the history of things, but literally this one is from 27 AD. Yeah. Yeah. The oldest story we've ever done. Oh, by a long shot. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy awesome. And egg on my face because I thought we were talking about American Gladiators. Well, in, in a way, it was the oldest and almost the most recent because we covered oh. we covered gladiatorial Look at that. Uh, contests from the ancient world to modern television set. 2022, baby. What else are we gonna talk about? The internet, modern day, oh, <laughs> modern day television. Let, let me let me ask you this: Would you go see a real gladiatorial combat where you know people are gonna get killed and stabbed and all that shit? No. No, no. I. 
no that's my real answer is no i don't want to see people being stabbed and shit like that it would be intense <sighs> it would be intense would it be intense or would it be in a coliseum like you said <laughs> got you uh, got you no i don't think i would want to see that i do I, I, I would. that reminds me of another dad joke i heard last uh, uh yesterday and it was uh because that was january 1st and it said last year Yesterday was so last year. <laughs> it took you forever to get to that. I, I know it, it took me a while, but it was so good. Oh, well, it was pretty good. All right. All what right. were you saying? No, I don't even. I don't remember. I should, I'm sorry. I should have found that. But All the but you back. you know if you're gonna get your dad jokes in, I'm gonna get my dad jokes true, in. True, true, true. Uh, thank you all for listening. Like I said up top, but please email us. Keep sending your emails in. Uh, Macapod one at gmail.com. Follow us on all social medias at Macapod One. We do have a Patreon now. You can go there, pick yourself a level, level up. What are the levels? Um, good, good question. Known associate. Known associate. Capo. Capo. Uh, do we have a Don or a boss? Boss. Boss. Okay. And then we have the Macadre, which is um a very very special. That's group a secret order of people exactly mm-hmm. who um get to have their input on the show in a major, major way. So if that's what you want to do, go there and, and sign up for that one. Uh, that's patreon.com slash macabod one. So, um, anything else you want to tell the people, Matt, before we go? No, I think we covered it. Feel good about it. Perfect. So for the council, I am Josh. Stay safe out there and be careful not to find yourself in your own macabre reality. Bye-bye. <laughs>